start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show. Good evening. It's Wednesday. It is 7pm. And it's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show on Jack's radio. And that was the fantastic Manic Street Preachers. And that was Motorcycle Emptiness. Now, there is a reason why I played that song. And that is because currently, in my life, I have motorcycle emptiness. My my bike has been in the garage for the last few weeks. And it's, I can't pick it up for another three and a half weeks. And the weather's going to start getting better. And it's absolutely killing me. But there you go. Can't be helped. Cannot be helped. Right. This week, I have with me uh, Rich Mason. How are you doing, Rich? I'm in shock. I didn't, know, I didn't know that you're without your bike. Oh, motorcycle emptiness. Perfect song for it. News. Yeah, I mean, news. it's not been so bad recently because the weather's been so appalling. But I think the bike's going to start throwing up. What are they doing? Rebuilding it? What's, what's going on? <laughs> uh, what's gone wrong with it, Dan? Come on. Uh, I had to have the the um, steering lock had broken, so it actually locked in place, and I had to get it picked up by truck. And they've had to change the lock system. Oh, and now they've got to get the keys coded and all sorts. And, oh, you don't want to know. You do no. not want to know. Oh, dear me. Know. Never anyway, mind. anyway, so we do not have a race to cover because uh, there was no race last weekend. The next race is next weekend in uh, Monaco. So I thought because uh, my brother Adam in the States with the, with the time difference this week couldn't make it. I thought we will do a Rich Mason special. So oh, we are going to get to <laughs> we are going to get to know you better, Rich. Okay, that so, might not be a good thing, you know. That could be uh, that, well, we'll find out. Oh, I guess, but it's uh, going to be a spot, good thing. <laughs> it's going to be a good thing. But before we dive into that, let's do a little roundup of news. So I'm going to say the word bendy wings. Do you know Ooh. anything about bendy wings, Rich? I do. I think this was last week when we, we we were talking about the fact that Hamilton was so good at analysing what was going on yes. uh, with Match Verstappen's car as he spent a bit of time behind it. Um, I, I, they may have noticed that the wings flex a little bit in the corners and on the straights. Yes. There's some, there's Correct. some so, stuff going on. It, it's that down the straight, the wings are bending to almost give them a natural drag reduction system kind of on, on the go really apparently Merck do do it as well and a few cars are doing it but the FIA are looking into this and they're, and they're stress testing the cars um, and they're going to make sure that these wings don't bend too much uh, so we could if that's a Red Bull innovation see a little bit of speed scrubbed off of the Red Bull car but who knows we who could knows? do we could do. I, don't, I don't think it's going to matter too much this coming weekend no not in Monaco I don't think they're going to be going not fast in, enough no not in Monaco definitely not um, so Lewis Hamilton uh, has won another Laureus Award. He has won the inaugural uh, Athlete Advocate of the Year Award for his Ooh. fight against racism and things like that in the sport, which is yet excellent. A, it is good. It's yet again Lewis kind of expanding his reach beyond the uh, beyond the world of Formula One and into the more general populace yeah. kind of uh, consciousness, I think. Yes, definitely, definitely. So that's so that's that's really good to see him being recognised for all the hard work that he's putting into that because he, you know, he 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 really has been forcing this through the last year. And uh, yeah, fair play to him. He has fair absolutely. So a little question for you then, Rich. So so it looks like Mercedes and Red Bull 
are enjoying the fight at the moment and both Christian Horner and Toto Wolf seem all happy and it seems to be fun and they're enjoying the fight. Every season there, there comes a flashpoint, doesn't there? What do you think is going to be? Come on, put, put your fortune-telling head on. I will put my fortune telling head on. Yes, I think I've been saying it for a while, and I know uh, Adam jumped on the bandwagon for me last yeah. last weekend. There is, I, there's going to be a coming together between Max and and Lewis. And first I, corner, I, I, yeah, I think it, yeah. and it could. I mean, Adam's gone for Monaco. Uh, it could happen at Monaco. It's a tight, it's a tight first corner as well. Isn't it, it, it's tight, and you know, uh, well, it, 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 you know, it, 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 it's it's going to happen at some point. I think it's got to. Um, and it will be how they both react to that and how dangerous it might or might. If it's like a kind of a a fairly, I don't want to say safe accident, but you know what I mean? If it's kind of like a reasonably low speed coming yeah. together and just nose diving into the gravel trap a little bit, then it could be a bit feisty. If, it, if it's high speed, like we saw George Russell and Valtteri Bottas, then it could be, could really, there could be some very frayed, frayed tempers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always exciting in a, when a season sort of it's it starts off well and it's quite exciting. But there always becomes a flashpoint, doesn't it? And that's when the season really takes off and it gets, becomes really exciting. Yeah, I can't yes. wait for that. It's got to happen this year. It's, it's got, got to, to happen. happen. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Okay, so did you hear um, in the week the comments that Toto Wolf said about Esteban Ocon? I did I not. Thought no. It was, right. No. I, on, I, I shall read it verbatim. I think it tells a story. So Wolf was obviously asked um, about um, Esteban being at Renault, etc., etc., and he said it's a bit of a weird situation because he's a Mercedes Junior driver and has been for a long time. Although now he's an Alpine Works driver and he's growing in that role, and he's French in a French team. The stars are very much aligned for him. Now, I thought. That was very interesting because I think that's Toto Wolf saying to Esteban, make sure that you get into bed with LP and stay there because we're going to be going for Russell. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think he has any inside. Certainly, you hope he has no inside line on what's going on at LP. <laughs> yes, yes, because <laughs> that means the stars align for Esteban and at the expense of Mr. Alonso, yes. um, which I don't think will happen. As, as we know, he is the greatest driver of the modern era, is he not, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Knight? Of course, he is without a doubt. Well, you know, you're doing your best to keep his uh, keep without a doubt. going with the merch purchases, <laughs> but I, I think it could well it could well signify a. Uh, very much a, a, a support of, uh, of George Russell, quite possibly. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think if you're Esteban Ocon, you've got to look at his comments and think, OK, uh, I think I know where my bread is buttered and it's Alpine it's, coloured it's, rather than Mercedes coloured. I'd definitely say his, uh, his Gallic baton is buttered in, exactly. uh, in the Alpine colours. Exactly, exactly. And we have had the um, unveiling of the retro McLaren livery for the one-off uh, at the Monaco Grand Prix in the retro oh. golf colours, which is one of the sponsors. Oh. And my word, is it beautiful. Oh, suit you, sir. Uh, I'm very excited. I, I texted a picture of that. To you. Yeah, I'm very excited by that. That's oh, a, it looks uh, absolutely stunning, and I, I would love them to keep it for the rest of the year. It is stunning livery. It is. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they keep it for the rest of the year? It's it's great. It's fantastic. We'll see what it looks like in the streets of Monaco. 
I saw something on um, Twitter as well, which I thought was really good, is that they're always talking about Monaco, that, you know, it's not really an F1 track anymore because the cars have outgrown it. And somebody called for, why don't we have, because we're always going on about Monaco is there for the history, why don't we make Monaco a retro livery weekend for all the teams each year? I think that would be a fantastic well, idea. That's a great idea. That'd be yeah, fantastic. I so. You know, it'd be, yeah, well, yeah that a bit tricky for Ferrari because generally it's red. Um, but oh, cer- certainly it might be a tricky one for like, I don't know, Haas. Yeah, maybe. Go, you know, maybe. but no, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, certainly retro livery for retro theme for the weekend would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. And then just quickly to round off the news, because I really want to get into getting to know you more, Rich, <laughs> even though I know you quite well. Um, so the Turkey uh, Grand Prix has now been cancelled because of the developing t- uh, COVID situation over there. Um, so they are now going to go to back to back in Austria. So they're going to have the Austrian Grand Prix and then the Styrian Grand Prix. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that we do like the circuit over there in, in Turkey, but uh, hey, it is what it is. Very we, we, we rolled with the punches last year. We've got to keep rolling with them this year a little bit. Very true, very true. And then we had Mr. Roman Grosjean, who everyone re- remembers we spoke about before, who ended his F1 career on fire in the barriers at Bahrain, with suffered some terrible burns to his hands and things. He's in IndyCar now, and he got his first podium. He got a second place at last weekend's IndyCar race. Fantastic. I it was absolutely fantastic. Really yeah. good to see, and yeah, it was fantastic. And Wonderful. I, 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 I say the picture. I'll, I'll tweet it on the uh, on on our on our Twitter feed as well. It's a picture of Roman's badly scarred and burnt hands holding the trophy, and it's quite a poignant uh, picture. I think it's really good. It is. It's. Uh, I thought that was an absolutely fabulous pick. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really really lovely to see. Really really lovely. Okay, so we're going to come into onto your first song, Rich. So go on, take it away. <laughs> so I need to get a tenuous link here so uh the last song we had last week was uh well, one of my last songs was um atomic by blondie now if you didn't know debbie harry uh, early in her career was in fact a playboy bunny with some bleach blonde hair which is a lyric taken from nickelback's Rockstar. oh absolutely wonderful you are killing it let's go you're listening to the light side let's go f1 show jack's ring you are listening to the fantastic Jack's Radio. This is the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show. And that was Rockstar by Nickelback. So that was one of your uh, one of your choices, Rich. And we are going to start to get to know you even better now. So we know you with your tedious links and your, um, and your uh, fantastic song choices. And we are go. now going to get to know you a bit more. So... Feel on the spot now. (laughs) Yes, on the spot, on the spot. So what questions do I have lined up for you? So some of them are F1 based, some of them are personal. So let's go. So my first question, what brought you to F1? What made you like F1? Well, um, I, and I'm I sure guess, it, I'm sure it was a young Rich Mason. So t- tell me about a young Rich Mason. It was a very young Rich Mason. Well, look, I, I, everybody will know. I don't know if you, the, all all three people who listen to this show. Um, I have a um, in in terms of F1 drivers who I've liked certainly in the more modern era. Uh, Jensen Button's been one of them, and I read Jensen Button's autobiography, and he talks about when he was a young lad, and basically 
spent a lot of time playing with toy cars, which um, I can absolutely uh, identify with because that's what I did basically when I was a young lad. I just basically played with toy cars, tried to race them. Very you know, similar to I had me. tracks going on all over the house, the lounge, you know, yeah. sort of everything. You know, if there was any surface that could be used, I was using it. And tournament rolled tubes all put together, oh, mate, cars yeah, could that, go down absolutely. guttering the lot. Them, you, you got it, got it in one. That's what yeah. I was all about. And um, my dad uh, was very much into uh, motorsport. And, uh, you know, from a, from a man's perspective, he did a lot of very cool stuff, like take my mum on dates to the middle of the Welsh forest to watch rallying at four o'clock in the morning. Because that's the kind Wonderful. of guy he, was. he is. He's a top man. Um, but he was very much into sort of motorsport. And we used to have the Formula One on, 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 on the telly. And I used, to, I used to watch it, I guess, really from the sort of early 80s onwards i would suggest sort of um so i'm mid 70s so I, I yeah i probably early 80s onwards it was on the tv and i just have always loved cars and that's kind of what got me into f1 really fantastic that's an excellent way to get into it as well so yeah yeah is it kind of a similar story for me really you know just one of those one of those young things isn't it just always into cars toy cars yep. and things and it just it just, it just gets you completely into it completely and utterly yeah Okay, so who's your favourite driver of all time? Well, that's uh, all time. I, I think, mean, I've said. I think I know the answer to this, but you might surprise me. I don't. Yeah, know. I might surprise you actually, because I said I. I'm not so sure. I have uh, slightly different categories. I think modern era. I. I do. I've always liked uh, Jensen as a driver. I think he's proven himself up against multiple world champions. Although he's only got the one himself yep. in terms of world championships, I think he's been massively consistent over a very long period. I think he took a few years when he was young, um, but, you know, he's been, he's been hugely consistent in a, in a number of different um, uh, types of races and things like that. I can't let Lewis slide. It's just we're watching utter greatness, utter, yeah, utter that's greatness. Fair, that's fair. But it's different eras. If I think back to a bit the big era that I grew up in, it was Senna versus Prost, and I have to say I was always kind of a bit of a Prost guy. Were I was you? always a fan of the profession. Which goes together with you being a Jensen guy, really. To be a little to be honest, bit, I yeah. I, I just thought, again, Alain Prost was very, very... Um, I, I thought the way he went about his racing was really, really precise. That's why he was called the Professor, his nickname. Um, Alain you know, Prost was a big influence on Jensen Button's racing, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yes, he was. He was, absolutely. So I, I kind of... And, and not to... You know, you see some of the stuff with Senna in it. It's just fantastic. But just at the time, I was always that kind of guy. Yeah. And obviously Mansell as well. I thought Nigel Mansell was awesome. I really El Leone when he played, when, oh, when he raced for Ferrari. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I I wouldn't say there's any one driver. If you ask me and pin me down on what my, I think, the best Formula One driver's ever been, and I, to this day, will say it's Jim Clark. Yeah. I just think enough. that his masterful masterfulness behind the wheel of a multiple different types of car was just, otherworldly I don't, I don't think you can go too far wrong with that really can you to be honest uh, fair play fair play okay so let's crash into another song so you've got a song by rush coming up yes yeah, so the link uh, on this one is that nickelback uh, are from canada and uh, so are um so are rush actually um and rush have probably one of the greatest rock drums of all time in it uh, god rest his soul died in 2020 mr neil pert uh, and this is uh, rush's uh, song called spirit of radio Let's go, eh? You're listening to the light side. Let's go. F1 show. Jack's radio. 
and that was the spirit of radio by rush now that is quite some song and thanks for bringing that back into my mind rich uh, that's an epic tune that is isn't it yeah rush is a band that i don't often think about if i'm gonna go and play some music i don't often think about them but whenever you hear a track it's uh yeah always always good there's a there's a program that i watch called the trailer park boys actually which is a canadian program and uh julian ricky and bubbles who are the main characters they absolutely love rush and um yeah, I always always hear about them on there. So uh, yeah, sensible, that's, that's... sensible fellows, sensible fellows. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Trailer Park Boys is a, is a good program if you're gonna if you're gonna watch something. Right. Okay. So as we say, uh, we are getting to know Mr. Rich Mason a bit better. So now we've discussed a couple of F one questions. Let's delve into your personal life, shall we, Rich? You're looking slightly slightly uncomfortable there. There we go. Right. So tell me an interesting fact about yourself. An interesting fact? I'm not that yeah, interesting a person. On. Come on, I'm into F1. Everybody's into F1. It's not that interested, are we? <laughs> yeah. You're into F1 and you're my friend. I mean, that makes you definitely not an interesting person. <laughs> but let's go with it. Let's go with it. Okay. Interesting Interesting things. Um, I have actually been on stage, uh, played drums uh, in a warm-up for Bon Jovi, believe it or not, on the 1996, yeah, 1996 These Days tour. Um, it wasn't um, on my own, I hasten to add. I was with a group of people. Um, and um, it was at the Milton Keynes Bowl, I say, 1996. No so... Uh, I got into music through um, uh, kind of marching band roots, started when I was about 10 years old playing drums. So uh, uh, the band I was with at that point in my life, I think it was about 19, I think, 20 possibly, um, and uh, 21 actually. And um, yeah, we got, a, we got a call that that Bon Jovi wanted an American star marching band to open up at the show. And we had, you know, some tracks to kind of learn and, and play along to and um we kind of did it and it was a bit mental and nobody in the band really kind Fair of understood play. what was going on we all turned up on the saturday rehearsed it in backstage um went up in front of eighty thousand people at milton Keynes bowl and i completely get it i totally get why they do it it's insane really? we thought, oh we thought we were going to get like bottles of urine thrown at us and yeah because you forget they've been waiting in the field for like four or five hours and when we came yeah. out they realized that he's literally two minutes away so they went nuts it was hysterical it was brilliant no, it, was, fair it, play. it was fantastic so i have uh, yeah i've been on on stage and we did that on the saturday and, and and they had us again on the sunday so it was um uh it, it was it was it was amazing experience there you go so that's, that's one oh, interesting fact play. i've seen well, it for, and and high-fived richie sambora on the way off the stage as we, oh, as that's we went off the side they were coming on really kind of like all over it and yeah high-five richie sambora and bon jovi's teeny tiny he's a weenie fella Honest really? to God, oh, it makes you look massive, Dan. Honest to God, wow. he's, a he's a teeny fella, John uh, John Bon Jovi. Oh, that's excellent. No, I I I thought that your interest in fact would be something to do with drums. Um, so I have heard that you are a very very accomplished drummer. Oh, I've heard that you're very good, Rich. Bless, thank you. Um, that's no, probably very true. Man. I mean, obviously, from a mutual friend of ours, Mark Wilkins, yep. or we're, we're calling Wilkes. It feels odd calling him Mark because I don't think I've ever called him that in his life. No, Wilkes, <laughs> but through a mutual friend that we have. But he's always, and, and, and he's a very accomplished marching band uh, trumpet player as well. He is, and he's yeah. always uh, wax lyrical about your uh, your uh, drum prowess, so to say. 
well, bless him. They'll the, tell him, tell him the checks in the post. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, Mark's great on trumpet. I mean, I've had the pleasure of uh, of playing uh, playing in his band as well. Uh, he's we're both in soul bands, and he's um, his soul band needed a depth drummer for uh, yes, for a exactly. Gig. The Soul Destroyers. That's it. Band, yeah, and I yeah. I depth with the Soul Destroyers for a gig um, a couple of years back, which was great fun, and I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I did outside of Formula One. It's kind of music stuff, really. Which, is, yeah, kind of, which is why I'm kind of enjoying being on Jack's radio. It's fantastic. Getting to oh, choose some gosh. tunes. You get to I've, not even tunes? To me, I've not even gotten to my stride of some weird indie stuff yet. I had a period in the early 90s where I was into all sorts of... Fill your boots, Rich. Fill your boots. I will. Don't you worry. Jack's radio will love it. Trust me. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So that's an interesting fact. Now, if we do have uh, some more time, we may come back to see if there's any other interesting facts about yourself. Um, so... Do you remember how we met? I don't. I've got. I know we look. I mean, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, it was so memorable. No, I, I obviously you've mentioned uh, Wilkes, bless him. Uh, I'm each your friend, which is I, I, which is kind of how we met. But yeah, that's pretty um, much it, isn't it? Really, Wilkes lives um, in uh, in the Down End area of Bristol, um, and you and I both live in Porter's Head. And um, yeah, yeah. it's kind of. Um, do, do you remember the actual day we? Yeah. I don't remember the actual day, but what what, was, what I find funny about it is, so I went to school with Wilkes. We used to own a house together when we were younger. We just bought, you know, two lads, bought a house together. Um, so, you know, I've always grown up with him. Never knew you at those times, but you knew him through his younger years as well. Yeah. Um, and then we lived literally two minutes walk from each other without knowing. And then I, when I moved here, you know, uh, I, I invited Wilkes Ryan for a drink and he said to me, oh, I've got a friend who lives not far from you. And we walked to your house and realised it was about two minutes away. Then we, we pretty much met from there and we went to the pub and that was it really, I think. That's it. We talked motorsport and, and, and drank beer and it was, um, yeah. yeah. It was... But, it, but it's weird that we ended up living that close together when both of us knew Wilkes, you know, pretty much through a lot of our life. So, yeah, yeah it, is, it, it is a, a beautiful coincidence and it one is. I treasure on a regular basis, especially it every is. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Right, we are going to be coming on to another one of your wonderful links and songs in it, Rich. Uh, before we do, give the listeners a quick summary of your personal life. Come on. A give me a little roundup. Per- yeah. Roundup of my personal life. I am, uh, well, I live in Porter's Head and I'm friends with Mr. Daniel Knight. And uh, what, 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 what more can a man want? Um, I am married to my uh, beautiful wife of uh, nine years as of last week. So uh, we had our wedding anniversary last week. So nine years we've been married. Uh, We've got two young daughters who I'm desperately trying to get into Formula One and try and drive out the pink and fluffy sparkliness in my house, um, which I'm failing miserably at. Um, Although sports-wise, my eldest does... She does six hours of gymnastics a week. She's only six and a half. That's mad. Yeah, six and a half hours a week. Um, so she loves her gymnastics and um, and they both do ballet. My youngest is four and a half. Um, although they both do like watching the racing cars with daddy, you see. And my eldest, uh, Aurelia, is, is she does like Daniel Ricciardo. She likes... She does, doesn't she? She's a, she's a she's Ricciardo got a big fan. Thing. Yeah, bit of a Ricciardo fan. So hopefully uh, she's going to be cheering him on this week, this weekend in Monaco. Um, yeah, I, I kind of... Um, I've lived in Bristol for about 23 years or so. How did you come to get to end up in Bristol? Because you're not from Bristol, are you? I'm not originally. No, I so I flitted about a bit. So um, kind of Wolverhampton is where I was born. Uh, so uh, 
Uh, and then uh, we, uh, my family moved around my dad's job, moved uh, down to near Portsmouth for a period of time. And then the sort of formative growing up, you know, sort of age about 12, 13, up to the age of about 22, the sort of formative girls getting drunk, that kind of thing was done in uh, yeah. South Cheshire, was done in a place called Congleton. Uh, and then uh, it was it was a girl at the time that drew me to the West Country. Uh, I um, I so see. it was a, a, a girl I met and, um, um, and we went out for quite a period of time, actually. And uh, that was the reason I came down to down to the, down to Bristol, down to the West Country. So, uh, and then and you know when 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 that sort of finished and, uh, and what have you. But I I kind of been here at that point about ten years and was like, no, this is home. I quite like. Yeah. it. got a lot of friends down here. Go. Wilkes at that time, you see, and yeah. um, and uh, just I I love it. I have to say, Bristol's the one one of the few places I've been where people who grew up here or who grow up here, born and bred here, actually quite like staying here. Because most yeah, of the places yeah. I've grown up in, people cannot wait to leave. And they just try <laughs> desperately to get away. Um, and yeah, Bristol's just a wicked part of the world to live in, not just the country. I think it's a fabulous place. Oh, fair play. Fair play. So much so right. that I live in North Somerset, but there you go. You know what I mean. Well, yeah, there we go. There we go. But it's not we're, far away. We're near enough. We're near enough. Yeah, we're near enough. We're near enough. Okay, so we're going to come on to another song of yours then. So uh, come on, hit it. All right, so the link is obviously that was uh, Spirit of Radio by Rush. And the Formula One link here is Rush, the film, the 2013 film, uh, nice. Rush, which was Louder and James Hunt. Like it already. Had some fantastic, um, uh, great soundtrack to it. And one of the tunes on the soundtrack to the film Rush was Fame by David Bowie. Okay. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show. Jack's Ring. You are listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. And that was another cracking pick by Mr. Rich Mason. That was Fame by David Bowie. Wow. What a loss to the music world he was when he went, when he, uh, went a couple of years ago, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. I saw two up it this evening, both him and Neil Peart. It wasn't, uh, uh, although Neil Peart more yeah. recently. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, I think David Bowie was in that, that um, 2016, which was just... An unbelievable year for yeah, terrible, losing yeah, artists, terrible. wasn't it? It's was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Okay, so Rich, we're getting to know you, and we've done some F1 questions. We've done some personal questions. Let's swing it back to the F1 questions again, because obviously this is an F1 show. So it is. Well, it's an F1 and rock show. So it there is. You go. Um, okay, then, Rich. So, 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 tell me in all your years of watching F1. And we are where we are now with the with the current crop of drivers, the current regulations. What's the one thing you would change about F1 right now? Well, um, I think now I, in the mornings uh, I travel to work, I do and have listened to over the years Chris Evans. And I think this was something he said a few years ago and I've been mulling it over and I think, I think it'd be rather fun to do. And that is completely separate constructors and drivers. So you make the drivers okay. employees of Formula One, FIA, and you have a driver's yeah. championship and you have the constructors that build the best cars. And each driver gets to drive each car during the season. Okay. So they have, there's going to be some form of kind of lottery. I don't know quite know how it would work. And obviously yeah, different yeah. tracks would come into it. But at some point, every driver has to drive every car throughout the season. So it really would mean that, you know, the best drivers over the course of a season in different machinery, the most adaptable drivers possibly yep, would true. end up with the most points. 
And from a constructor's perspective, obviously the constructors with the best car would uh, would get up to the top. I, I just think that would be an interesting way to just completely change it and mix it up. And it would probably cause no end of issues that I haven't thought of. Yeah, but no, I just of thought that would be kind of cool. I thought, yeah, I mean, you got to do thought. something completely different, haven't you? You know, but yeah, uh, I, I, I thought I just keep thinking. I keep following. I can't remember when he said it. It was. It was. I, I can't hold my hands up and say I thought of that idea. But uh, I'm sure there's some detail around it that that would need to be worked out. But I, I mean, I'm pretty. Would... I'm pretty sure in the pub you've mentioned that to me before as well. I think we discussed this before, and uh, it is an interesting idea. It's it's one that, as you say, is, is obviously fraught with a multitude of different issues and problems that need to be thought about. But um, as get... as an idea itself, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. The drivers would have to probably have. Uh, time in the car for it would be a lot more testing you see because yeah. they'd have they'd have to get in the car for a week ahead of a grand prix just to get used to the car and everything and and what have you but um but yeah i thought that would be a kind of an interesting thing to do and uh see how that goes probably fraught with a whole load of legal things and it never happened but i thought it'd be cool no that'd be cool that'd be cool um so do do you follow any other motorsports at all uh, motorsports, yeah, I, I've always always followed the rallying because of my dad, obviously, uh, trucking okay. off into the Welsh forest with my mum at four in the morning. That's what yeah, he said he was going to go and do. It's what he's told me. It was in the 60s. That was kind of weird stuff. When <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> 60s knows? and 70s, late 60s, early 70s. Um, you know, bless her, she did put up with him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd still be with my wife if I said, we're going on a date, love. We're going to the middle of the Welsh forest at four in the morning to watch cars and get showered in gravel. So, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I used to watch that. I think the first one I went to, I went to the 81 Lombard RAC rally. So uh, always follow the rallying. The Lombard RAC rally. I, I, I remember that sponsorship with the. Yeah. Oh, the, Russ, the Russell rallying. Brooks was my, uh, was my favorite driver, British driver. Fantastic. And uh, all that sort of jazz. So, um, and I like touring cars as well. I've been to see touring car races as well. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Um, Is that you British know, touring car? Yeah, yeah, Bentley Bridge. Yeah, yeah. So I saw the first ever night race, which was at Snetterton in some time in the late nineties, I think, or early two thousands. Um, so I, I, I went to see uh, been to see British Touring Car, which is you know fantastic, uh, good weekend, and um, and go up to our local circuit at Castle Coombe. We'll watch heritage racing and things like that. So there's, there's all sorts of stuff I enjoy, and um, yeah, so other motorsports as well as as well as Formula One. So you're a true petrol head. Yes. Completely. And you are a, you are a true petrol head because of the, the, one of the cars that you drive as well, aren't you? I, yeah, I'm a very lucky boy. I have got a TVR Griffith 500, so I've got it's a it's a it's a beast of a car. And, we uh, went down. What what track did we drive down to that in? We went, we went to, to, to Thruxton. Yeah, we went to Thruxton. We went to Thruxton. Yeah, yeah I was very my my wife. Hence the reason why she's my wife. Bought me a track day at Thruxton one uh, <laughs> for one birthday, which um, you did a company on, and that was uh, you did a company on that, which was um, awesome. And we saw we saw Tiffany Dell, did we not? We did see Tiffany Dell. Yes, Tiffany. he looked a little bit little bit hungover. <laughs> yes, he did. And then later in the day, came past me at about ninety five miles an hour sideways in a BMW M three. The man knows how to drive. He, does, he certainly doesn't know how to drive. Okay, so we're running out of time, but we've got a quick... So what what, what are the sports do you follow, Rich? Uh, other sports? Um, uh, uh, Bristol Rugby. Big Bristol okay, Rugby got, fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who are obviously doing fantastically well at the moment. We're kind of yeah, excited yeah. about that. Um, um, I do follow a little bit of the uh, NFL with you. I like, uh, like watching a bit of NFL. Nice. Nice. Uh, enjoy a bit of boxing as well. Uh, snooker. Got back into snooker. That was your fault the other God. week. Fantastic, fantastic, isn't it? Fantastic. I've always, uh, yeah, yeah, always watched snooker as well, and um, yeah, kind of like quite a lot of sport, football as well. I'll go and watch Bristol City. So you know, plenty, plenty of sports I like. 
Very nice, very nice. Well, as I say, this has been a Rich Mason special, but I do get to choose one of the songs, at least. You do, you do, I absolutely. I do, I do. And this song is something that I heard, and it's called Young Lady, You're Scaring Me. And this is by Ron Gallo. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go, F1 show, Jack's Ring. So that was Ron Gallo with Young Lady, You're Scaring Me. And uh, I'm sure there's... That's a song that could go out to uh, some some people in my past and one or two ladies who definitely have scared me. But there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. So, Rich, have you enjoyed tonight? I have. It's been uh, it's been interesting, and um, I'll thank everybody for for listening. If you're all still awake, to be honest with you. Um, but no, thank no, thank you for that. It's been it's been fun. It's been good. Yeah, no, Enjoyed it's been it. fun. It's been fun, and you know, getting to know you more and what brings people to motorsport and things like that. It, it, it's always good. And it just remains me to say. So thanks everyone for joining us. Um, listen to me and Rich just talk about you know motorsport and. All things fun, really. Um, so remember to join us next week when we are going to review the Monaco uh, Grand Prix and hopefully Adam will be back with us as well. Uh, you can follow us on the at lights underscore F1 Twitter feed or you can find us on podcasts. Just search for Lights Out Let's Go F1 Podcast. Um, seeing us out tonight is a song by the Bad Wolves and it's a cover version of Zombie. By the by, the uh, Cranberries. Um, so, Rich, do you want to say goodbye? Thank you very much, uh, one and all. Have a have a great week, uh, and we will speak to you after the Monaco Grand Prix, which I think is going to be very very exciting. And it just remains for me to say good night and drive safely. <laughs>